Hey everyone, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's album swap. I am the Dom mentioned. Um, over to my right is my father, Jimbo. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Excited about this week. Good. Um, and over also to my right is my brother, Daniel. How are you doing today? I am the Dan not mentioned. Um, and uh, I don't know. These... Uh, I'd say this is one of the weaker weeks, just in terms of, like, I didn't really click with either of these albums. He literally just asked you how you were. We're not getting into it. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, I sort of, like, gave my take on the whole week okay. Yeah. in this thing. But, yeah, I'm I'm doing fine. Good. So, which one are we going to tackle first? Um, well, I believe we're talking about... Um, an album from a man named Meatloaf. 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 Meat the loaf. Mr. Loaf to you. The loaf himself. Meet the loaf loafers. Um, and we're talking about his, I believe it's his first album, right? I believe um, so. I mean, yeah, it was definitely his first major label album at the very least. Um, yeah, so more or less definitely his first album. Um... So yeah, I guess I'll give my background on this album. So this album kind of meant a lot to me growing up uh, for a number of reasons. Um, one, because it was an album that was a favorite of my brother's, um, and he like lived across the hall from me growing up. So like I would hear it coming from his room a lot. If I was ever in his room, I would see this album, you know, this literal <coughs> album, um, sit like laying on his floor. Um, it was one of his favorite albums, so he played it a lot. You know, when I was a kid, I thought it was, like, interesting, but I didn't really get that into it, you know, because I was into, I don't know, whatever kid music I was listening to at the time, probably, I don't know, Michael Jackson or something, I don't know. So it wasn't really in my realm at the time. But then once I started getting more into rock music, um, and his songs kind of started becoming more, like, iconic Played a lot on, you know, classic rock radio, um, and I just got more and more into it. It's very, you know, it's very theatric. It's like almost like Meatloaf and Jim Steinman, who's the guy who created all of his albums with him, who is literally like a composer. Yeah. Um, on the cover, at least on, I think on Spotify, it says songs composed, composed by Jim Steinman. By Jim Steinman, yeah. I don't think Meatloaf, I don't think, and I could be definitely wrong about this, ever actually wrote any of the songs. Yeah, um, that's what it seems like. He, uh, Yeah, he was just like the performer. Um, but, yeah, and I just always found Meatloaf an interesting character. Like, he was, you know, a big guy, you know, <laughs> um, which you didn't see a ton of in rock music. Um, and he just, it was very theatric, very over the top, you know, I get if anyone listening to this with new ears or, I mean, most everyone has heard a Meatloaf song, like Paradise by the Dashboard Light is super huge, um, you know, and even the song Bad Out of Hell was pretty big, um, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad Day, there was a lot of radio hits on this song, like, on this album, I mean, they, they this album produced a lot of radio hits. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth was played on the radio Heaven Can Wait yeah. was played on the radio like I'm looking at the album thing at the album uh, what, what it's saying I think it, and it's only seven songs they're long songs usually mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's only seven songs 46 and a half minutes yeah so every song on this album I know I have heard on the radio except for the possibility of For Crying Out Loud I don't remember ever hearing that on the radio, 
I know the song just because I've listened to the album multiple, multiple times. But I'm pretty sure... I'm shaky on Heaven Can Wait. I'm not sure if that was played on the, on the radio too much. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, maybe. It might have been. Is that the one with the praying for the end of time at the end? I'm kinda... No, that's yeah. that's Paradise for a Dashboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, just... that's, the biggest, that's the biggest hit on the album. That song mm-hmm. has been played... You know, it might be in the top five most overplayed songs yeah, on classic like rock radio. You took the words right out of my mouth was the hit, just from what I was researching. That was a hit, too. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think that got quite as overplayed well, yeah. as um, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. But, yeah, it was definitely a hit. It was one of the one of the big ones. That's a bit more catchy and a bit shorter. Like, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is, like, really, like, multi-phased, like... Yeah, and... Two parts to it. <laughs> I think usually on the radio they cut out parts of it, too. Yeah. Um, which is which is what they do. Which is what they did for a long time and then kind of stopped again. Like, in the 70s when they would play stuff, they would play, like, whole album sides in the 70s. They didn't care back then. Mm. 70s, early 80s. It was like they played whatever they wanted to, basically. As long as there wasn't a curse word in it, I think it was fine. Um, yeah. But, you know, and then once, like, more formatted um, radio started coming into play, um, they started cutting down a lot of the longer classic rock songs. So, yeah, that happened. But, yeah, I mean, this I have a really long history with this album. Like I said, my brother played it uh, when I was a little kid. Uh, this came out in 77, so I was four years old when this came out. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's kind of my history with it. So I'm really half scared, half interested to see <laughs> what you guys thought of it. Mm. So uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Daniel. Daniel, what'd you think? Yeah. You already kind of gave a little bit of your thoughts. Yeah, I, I gave my thoughts on both of the albums. Um, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Um, it... If it was long, um, I will say it was very long. Well, the album as a whole is not long. Yeah, I know. The album as a whole is not very long. Each song is pretty long. Each song being eight minutes. Right, right. (laughs) Drags on a bit. But I will say there were a couple albums that I, uh, a couple songs that I really enjoyed. Okay. Which one? On this album. Uh, I enjoyed Bad Out of Hell. I thought Mm -hmm. that was a good song. Yeah. And I, that's been stuck in my head for like the past two Mm -hmm. days. Um, and I enjoyed All Revved Up with No Place to Go. I think that's my favorite You song. like the rockin' songs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the songs I don't like, I don't like Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Really? Okay. Was that the song that they were like, we were only 17, but we were barely dressed? Yeah. I yeah. don't. <laughs> no thanks. I mean, I know that makes you, whatever, uncomfortable to listen to, but I mean, it's just him, him talking about real experiences, and it's not like... It doesn't go pedophile. It's not like, you know, they were both 17, you know, yeah. he was saying. He wasn't saying, like, hey, I had this 17-year-old girl and I was 30. I'm not, you know, he was, you I'm know, not claiming that. I'm right. just like, that's bleh. Um, what was the other song I didn't really love? Um, uh, you got, you oh. took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, no, two out of three ain't bad. That one. I yeah, don't You really hate the slow songs, huh? I don't really like that song because it's like, yeah, yeah. It's very dramatic in general. I would say certain songs like I didn't like "Heaven Can Wait" um, mm-hmm. that much, but I enjoyed two out of three ain't bad mm-hmm. for the dramatic elements more than the other ones. Right. 
It's it's very rock. It, it's kind of a concept album, and it's very rock opera ish. And there was yeah. a, a play made about it. Yeah. Oh, there um, was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I, know that. Yeah, and I don't. I don't fully understand the concept. I, I get from what I understand. There's like a story about like this kid who is the protagonist, and he has like a girlfriend. And he's seventeen, and he and he's trying to like leave their isolated city with her or town or whatever, and he ends up dying while he's doing it. Um, and it's it's about that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I I respected it a bit more than I liked it. I really liked the first song, "Bad Out of Hell." Mm-hmm. Um. That's like one of the better mm. opening songs of an album ever because it yeah. just like comes at you. It's not obnoxious, but it's like bang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I disagree that it comes right at you. I think it bleeds into the album just fine. I think like it sort of leads you. I like to be led into an album and led out of an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that this album does that very well because the final song was. Um, for crying out loud! For crying yeah. out loud, which um, did lead you out of the album very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I liked "For Crying Out Loud." I don't know. I, I I didn't really like dislike any songs. That's the thing. Like I didn't dislike any songs. There are like too few songs for there to be like a dud. I think. Mm-hmm. But like there are songs that I'm not as big on. I'm not huge on at least the first half. I liked the second half more of "Paradise" by the the Dashboard Light. Mm-hmm. Um. But I I didn't really like the first half. If I had to pick a least favorite track, it would be the first half of that song. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say, but, yeah, like my favorite was All Wrapped Up With No Place To Go. And my least favorite was Paradise By The Dashboard Light. Yeah. Okay. And what's your overall grade? Mm, I struggled with these two. But I'll give it a B-. minus. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's not. It's it's a bit out there from my musical taste. I'm not mm-hmm. usually I'm not usually listening to albums like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have listened to an album by Meatloaf, even though it is like decently critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been critically acclaimed, but it's one of those things that's like, like it's it's over dramatic. It's mm-hmm. you know it if you if you listen to me if you listen to it for what it is. I listen to it almost like a Broadway play, like you said. Like it's over dramatic, yeah. of course, um, but it tells a story. There's some good music in it. Um, I think I, I think Meatloaf is a very talented singer. Yeah, like, I, I agree. think he's a very good singer. Um, so I, like... I think all those elements blended together, and it, yeah, it's your taste, and you're not gonna, you know, if that's not your thing, you're not gonna love it. But I just I think everyone should hear this album. You know, what you take yeah. away from it is what you take away from it. But I think everyone should hear this album because it's a, it's like an American classic. Yeah, it's you know pretty critically acclaimed. You know, so you know that's kind of why, and it, and it was a big part of my history. So those things all combined kind of made me want to um, want to uh, recommend it. So yeah, it's definitely a very classic album in certain respects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not exactly my thing, I would say, and. Um, I would what was your favorite ha- song? 
Um, the first one, pro- uh, bad, out bad, out of, bad Out of Hell. Okay. Uh, or... Or two out of three ain't bad. I like both. Probably bad out of hell though. I really, I really like got into it like every single time. I was like, yeah, time to listen to this album. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it, like a lot of albums do, it slowly loses my interest and kind of gains it back at other points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, like a C plus or a B minus probably. Okay. Um, yeah, my um, definite um, favorite is probably. I don't know. Like, I have a favorite fast song and a favorite slow song. I don't know. They kind of tie. I like Bad Out of Hell, and I like uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Um, so same as two out, me. Two Out of Three Ain't Bad is, um, I just think it's a very, very pretty song altogether. Yeah. Um, I love Meatloaf's music in the fact of the way it blends heavier guitar and piano. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why I think Jim Steinman's awesome, because, like, he, he made all this music, and it's very... At the very least, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, the combination yeah. of, of classically, classical type sounds and, you know, a little bit of heavy guitar in there and, you know, that whole thing. And then just Meatloaf's booming voice. Like, I don't know. I just, I like it. It makes me feel good. So <laughs> I've always liked this album and I'll always go back to this album every once in a while. It's not, I don't think I even have it on any playlist of mine. You know what I mean? But it's always one of those things that when I like remember it or when I, something reminds me of it, I'm like, oh, I should go listen to Bad Out of Hell. Like, that sounds like a good idea right now. But that happens yeah. like once every two years. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like an every mood album. Right. Like, um, you kind of have to be in a certain mindset, a certain mm-hmm. patience, I would say. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, a ton of classic albums are, you know, rock operas. Mm-hmm. Like, The Wall is obviously, you need a certain amount of patience and attention. Right. Um, right. And that's like one um, very of different vibe on the wall, yeah. but <laughs> but, but I, still same same thing though. Yeah, the yeah. Only, the only like di- yeah, I think the difference between this and the wall is the wall had slightly more to say. I guess like it had a um, well, the wall was more socially, you know, was more social leaning. You know, this yeah. album is not I mean, at all social leaning. It's like telling a story of two kids in love, basically. Yeah. The, so the wall is a lot. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we might talk about that some other time. Right. On my scale, I'd probably give this an A-. minus. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not hugely up there in my catalog, but it's just one of those albums that reminds me of my childhood, reminds me of my brother, makes me feel good, you know, and I enjoy it. I think it's an enjoyable album to listen to. I don't put it over the top like a lot of people do, but I just, I like the album. And I think, like, because my kids are all, you know, both, like, 30 years younger than me, I think it's something I wanted them to hear. And whether they loved it or hated it or anywhere in between, which it sounds like kind of in between, um, which is fine. Um, you respected it. You saw what it was. And I like that. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool with me. Yeah. A lot of it felt very like Elton John-ish. Um, yeah. Which um, yeah. apparently Bat Out of Hell, the song, was influenced by an Elton John song. I have it... Um, Funeral, funeral for, for a friend, for yeah. a friend slash love lies bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently influenced the song "Bad Out of Hell." Yeah, a lot. probably Jim Steinman. See, Jim, yeah, that's a very similar um, relationship when you talk about Jim Steinman and Meatloaf and Bernie Taupin and yeah. um, and Elton John. Yeah, and I was gonna you say know. that they didn't make the same music. Really, it was so uh, it wasn't that very far apart either. Yeah, but kind of hell was like a very Elton John-ish song, just like the, in the way he was singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 
the yeah. sort of like balladry and piano-y sort of um, way they they sort of go yeah. There's about. like thunderous piano and the heavy stuff, and then there's yeah. like very soft, beautiful piano and like two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Or like you know your song from Melton John, you know, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, very similar. I never thought about that, but they do have very similar paths at the very least. Yeah, so. um, I don't think Meatloaf is quite as talented as I don't know. I personally prefer Elton John in general. Well, I mean, Elton John was playing the piano, Meatloaf wasn't, yeah. and um, what? Well, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no. What I was you? I was just gonna ask. Do you know why he's called Meatloaf? I think I did at some point. I don't think I remember, though. Did you read up on that? No, I, I forgot. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you as, like, a joke. Um, no, I and you know what? Like, probably 20 it. years ago, I might have remembered. I don't now. There was a story behind it, obviously. It if just, your name Meatloaf, it's, you know. And like I said, yeah, it could have been something as easy as because he was a big guy. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that, he looked I like mean, a Meatloaf. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But So... In my mind, as far as this ranks in the albums you've recommended, okay, um, I still think Alice in Chains is at the top. Mm-hmm. Then Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Then I'm trying to remember, it's been a lot of episodes now. Um, trying to remember like your whole catalog. There was Faith No More. Faith no More. There was um, Candlebox. There was which I'm sure is still at the bottom. <laughs> um, Fear Factory. Fear Factory. Are we missing any? And, uh, I don't um, think so. How many episodes have this been? Is this, this is the seventh. Oh, seventh. Okay. So that's. Alright. Um, so if you go down the list, you said, what do you call it? Alice in Chains is still Alice one. Chains, Run DMC. Run DMC is still two. Fear Factory. Fear Factory. This, Faith No More. Candlebox. Yeah. Oh, wait, notice. We're six. missing one. What are we missing? Um. Oh, the the Velvet Revolver. Velvet oh, Revolver. Revolver. Oh, oh yeah, that's week. above this. Um, that's above Fear Factory too. Um, so it goes: Alice in Chains, Run DMC, Velvet Revolver, Fear Factory, This, Faith No More, Candlebox. I hated that. Faith No More is falling so down on your list. Yeah, maybe They're one of my favorite bands. But I mean, maybe I get it. That's it every yeah, to each of them. To each of them. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think of what. Mine is... I remember mine being similar. I think it's Alice in Chains, Run DMC. I think this, uh, Fear Factory, Faith No More, Velvet Revolver, and Candlebox. Okay. Um, alright then. Uh, it's a decent album. Mm-hmm. Pretty much B-minuses across the board. Not bad. Not bad. Um, so... What about yours, Dominic? Yeah, so I recommended um, the album The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. Miss Lauren. Miss, yeah, Miss Lauren. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so this came out in 1998 um, after she broke up with her group, uh, the, Fu- the Fugees, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sort of, it was sort of a messy break up with them she was dating one of the other members and they had like a messy breakup um so the band kind of broke up as well and she went off and she made her own album um which was this the miseducation of lauren hill um and at the time it was extremely popular i mean she was like doing numbers better than like jay-z jay-z's album for like the first week 
Um, so it was very uh, like talked about at the time, and it's very much like a classic um, mm-hmm. sort of hip hop and also soul and R and B album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I think um, you should still check out like other like Fuji's albums, like their their, their two albums that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really great too. Mm-hmm. At that, especially the second one. Yeah, but you um, might recommend those someday. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would. I mean, either way, you should listen to them. Um, but yeah, this album has been one of my favorites for a while, and it took a bit to grow on me because it's obviously a classic, and it's obviously recommended everywhere. Um, but it is. It, it it is just like a really great album in a, a, like so many respects. Um, I'd love to explain some of them to you, but I'd I'd like to get. What do you guys think? So, Daniel, what do you think first? Um, I I don't know what I think about this album. I mm-hmm. so I'll say something first. I feel like female rappers are underrepresented. Yeah. I feel almost bad in the way that like I don't like a lot of female rappers just because I don't like the way they rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like, individually or female rappers in general? Individually. There are some that, like, I can... You know, a lot of people complain about Nicki Minaj, but I can actually listen to Nicki Minaj just fine. Yeah. And um, Rihanna, a lot of people complain about her, too. But she, I, she's I not a rapper her. very much. Yeah. But I mean, she's, like... She does a lot of stuff on rap albums, but she... Yeah. She, she raps, some, yeah, like, she, sometimes. She has some not... rap songs, and a lot of people hate them for whatever reason. But, like, I yeah. hear them, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, I know, I, I probably don't listen to enough female rappers either. They're very, I, li- I listen to, like, a few, um, but probably not enough. Yeah. Um, there are probably much more in the field that I'm not aware of just because, you know, I haven't looked into it very much as much as I have other stuff. Um, okay. But, you know, there are a few that I really love. Um, Little Sims, Little Sims. Um, is a great one, like a great current one. I really love uh, her music, and her last like couple of albums are really great. Um, but yeah, this album, what do you think, Dad? I liked it. There are parts of it I loved. Um, you know, this was kind of back put out back closer to my time, and um, there was like huge buzz when this came out. Obviously, it was critically acclaimed. I'm pretty sure it won Grammys. Um, yeah. it was, you know, and then in years to follow, it was definitely always cited as an influence to a lot of people, especially female rappers. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was like, mm-hmm. it didn't blow me away. Like I thought it might, cause it was so like critically acclaimed, but there, there are definitely high points and low points to it to me. So, yeah. you know, it was pretty good. It, bordering on really good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't over the top. It didn't blow me away like um, like one of the Jules did last week. Yeah. Um, and again, it's probably because I've heard... I don't even remember what the songs were on the radio back then, to be honest with you. Um, what the, like, the hits were off of it. Like, uh, like doo- doo-wop is the big hit off of it. Okay. Damn it. I love the hit so much. <laughs> Why? But, oh, yeah, I mean, it, the... it, it was definitely, like, you know, huge. It was just yeah. huge. And, it, you know, it's kind of 
excuse me, it's kind of funny that it reminds me a little bit of what you guys were saying about Bad Out of Hell. Like you, you understand its significance, yeah, and you understand its talent, but you, you know, it's just not your cup of tea. And some of it was very much my cup of tea. Like, don't get me wrong. Like it was, it was some of it I really enjoyed, and some of it I was a little bored by, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, that's why that's the way it hit me. Yeah. Um, like X X Factor, Lost yeah. Ones, and Doo-Wop, and the cover of "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You." Yeah, that I, yeah, yeah that was on the radio a lot because it was a familiar song, and radio stations unfortunately mm-hmm. like to play covers when someone does a cover song. I like that that cover a lot though. Yeah, no, it's a good yeah, it, it's it's a good cover. She makes it her own. I'll say. Yeah. Um. So. I was gonna say that Duop was my favorite song, mm-hmm. That's but fine. I was don't my want song. my favorite song. It's fine. That's fine. You can you can say you can no, say whatever. I want to be different. Um, <laughs> Final hour is my favorite song. Yeah, That's I really a good song. like that song. Um, I no, you know what? Duop's my favorite song. I don't yeah. care. Um, Final hour is also really good though. Yeah, um, it's just like. On both those songs, I feel like she raps, and she's very talented at rapping, I yeah. will say. Like, she's she's really good at, like, the rhyming and, like, understanding, like, where to put the lyrics as far as the... She's got a good flow. Like, the beat, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my f- f- I also like Can't Take My Eyes Off You, that cover, because she really takes that old school song... Yeah. And makes it her own. Um, otherwise, the other songs um, that I, the songs that I don't like are um, I say "Superstar" is probably my least favorite. Mm. Yeah, I get because that. I find that song kind of obnoxious. And um, "Father, forgive him" or "Father, forgive, forgive them, Father, forgive them, Father." That song, just like the like reggae thing yeah it's a little weird i i that's grown on me a lot since i first listened to it there are a few reggae influences like there's a lot of sort of bob marley yeah a well, bit going on i mean she was in a band with white club john so yeah that, yeah, yeah that yeah. probably adds to it um, um i also didn't love x factor okay that was i cool. love x I, th- I think that's an amazing that's like, a beautiful good song, song actually i think yeah but my phone died. I need a track list in front of me. Can you uh, put it up on your phone? Yeah, yeah I got it. Because, like, I, I I didn't write down anything this week, but I, like, knew. I, I just have to, like, I need to. Uh, I, yeah, I have the track list. Uh, he's right next to me, so let me see if we can get it up quick. But um, um, what would uh, what was your overall grade on that, uh, Daniel, you think? C+. Plus. C+. Plus? Oof. <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't a bad album, but I just, I didn't love it. Right. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, like I was saying, um, it had its high points and its low points to me. I liked the intro into the Lost Ones. I kind of thought that was an interesting thing, a sto- kind of a storytelling yeah. thing. That song is supposedly about Wyclef um, Jean uh, and her relationship with him. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I liked Lost Ones, too. I thought that was a good song. Yeah. X-Factor, I liked. I actually liked X-Factor. To Zion with Carlos Santana... I was expecting, you know what it is, and don't get me wrong, I, I know Carlos Santana is, again, immensely talented. Um, I was never a fan of his music, like, except for when he kind of made that comeback. I kind of liked that song he did with Rob Thomas 
and I kind of like that song. He did a couple songs with other people that were like decent. They weren't great and they weren't terrible. I thought his original stuff in the seventies, like the band Santana, I did not like. I could not get into Santana, um, but I thought this was actually decent because I was almost expecting not to like it because San- Santana's guitar tends to be obnoxious, and I thought he would like overpower her. But he didn't. He kind of laid back in that song. He kind of just did like a background kind of cool Spanish guitar. And I thought that was good. So I didn't mind that song. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was better than I thought it would be. Uh, Doo-wop thing. Doo-wop. Parenthesis. That thing. That thing. thing, Sorry. was very good. Might have been second favorite. Um, Final Hour was good. I skipped Superstar. Yeah, I didn't like Superstar either. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't... At one of the better songs on the album. I find it a bit boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, with this with this album, kind of... I mean, even though Can't Take My Eyes Off You is good, and it's the second to last song on the album, I believe. Um, yeah. I don't like Tell Him. I don't know why, I just found it boring. And it was a bad ed- ending I don't to know. me. I don't know why, but I feel like I never pay attention to the endings of albums. Like, <laughs> the endings of albums are always the one that I'm just like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Um, um, I liked... Every Ghetto, Every City was decent. Mm. Yeah, that's one of um, my favorites. I did not like Nothing Even Matters. I don't know why, I just didn't. Um, everything is Everything was meh. I find some of the more, like, solely sort of R&B pass- like, passages, like... Nothing even matters. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a little bit sleepy, and same with tell him, they're yeah. they're a little bit sleepy sometimes. But I I feel like like when I like really am, am, am in the mood, they're just really pretty. Yeah, and um, like again, I, none of the ones I, I'm talking I, about I are love, terrible. I love but... Lauren Hill's voice in general. Yeah. Like, as a singer, no, she's got a great voice. Absolutely. <clears throat> Yeah, there were just songs that I sort of didn't feel any particular way about. Yeah. Like, both of the ones with the features, like, mm-hmm. to, Zion, to Zion, sorry, I don't know what happened there. There are three ones um, with features. Really? Yeah. Yeah, um, the one, there's one with D'Angelo, right? Yeah, Oh. the one you, nothing even matters. Yeah, oh. I don't like that. And, I don't typically like D'Angelo, and he's not even a factor in music anymore that I know of. But he was big back then, and he was just one of those almost, to me, generic, like, his shirt half undone, trying to be sexy. Like, he had a decent voice, don't get me wrong, but, like, he just seemed very atypical for the time. He got very artsy as he went along. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, and Mary J. Blige is on the song, I Used to Love Him. Yeah, right. and that was the song I was saying I didn't feel strongly about, or the song with Santana. Um, right. Just Santana's like, song was okay, but I was it was just that I was expecting to not like it because I usually don't like very much when he interjects himself. And I thought, sometimes it works. Like I said, with that Rob Thomas song he did, it kind of worked. But with I was thinking before I heard it and I saw there was a song with Santana on it, he was going to like drown her out. And I was like, that's going to be annoying, I can tell. But it wasn't. He did. He kind of just did like a really cool background Spanish guitar sound which was pretty good so it wasn't it wasn't bad like I said yeah. didn't love it but it wasn't bad yeah um, um so what's your grade dad I would give it a mm, struggling between a B and a B plus B, B plus yeah I'd give it a B plus 
seems like I was a bit harsher than you guys. Um, so in terms of your albums, where this ranks, yeah, I decided I'm gonna put Run the Jewels first, mm-hmm. yeah. and then um, T Pab, T to pimp a butterfly. Oh yeah, T Pab. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then T-Pab, then Mac DeMarco, then, um, this, then, uh, trying to remember all the other, oh, it's coming from my headphones, did you turn on a song? Oh, I must have by accident when I was looking at your list, sorry. Um, now I'm gonna have to edit all this out. (laughs) Um, leave it in, it's Weezer. uh, Weezer's at the bottom. Uh, Idols is probably next. Then this Dan- Daniel Johnson and Weezer. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, mine was yeah. Run the jewels number one. Um, I think you okay. said Mac DeMarco. Yeah, I think. I think Mac DeMarco is going to stay number two just because it was more refreshing to me. I didn't know anything about him, and he impressed me kind of like Run the Jewels, only not quite as much, but still. Like he impressed me, and um, it was it was a brand new experience, which I like. So I think that's going to stay a second, but it's close. But I would still keep that second. I would move this into third. Mm. Um, what do we got left? Idols. Pimp a butterfly. Pimp a butterfly. I think Pimp a butterfly is next. You got Kung Fu Kenny next. Who? <laughs> he calls himself Kendrick Lamar. Calls himself Kung Fu Kenny. Oh, okay. I'm out of it. So, yeah. Um, Alright, and then um, Daniel Johnson's on the bottom. That stays on the bottom for until Dan, Dan, until Dominic comes up with a worst album. I might <laughs> I might just do that. <laughs> uh, you, you might surprise you. Um, and then Weezer's probably after that. And then what's the one I'm missing? Um, oh, Idols. Idols. Probably, I guess that comes second to last. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Alright. Fair enough. So. 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 That I was... wonder who won. Uh, yeah, he won. Uh, Meatloaf won this week. Uh, finally, you won one. Woohoo! Thank so God. So I'm only one behind now, right? Yeah. Rats. <laughs> Drat. I did not think I was going to win with Meatloaf, I'll tell you that much. But Got foiled again. I mean, to add. First you parry the I platypus. Think, I think, uh, honestly, and this is just my thought, but I mean... That Lord Hell album is very much better than Bad Out of Hell, even in my head. Yeah. But I, I mean, know, it's, it's all—it's your—it's your, you know, your call. It's a little bun segment just, we do where Daniel, you know, picks yeah. a winner. So just bored me a little bit. Okay, hey, hey, to each his own. We, uh, that's the way we feel. To each his own. Everyone's got different feelings and tastes. Yeah. That, I will say that's was, the whole point of the show. It was very close. Um, like I, I think I literally just decided right now. Yeah, this one one. Like as this podcast has been going on, I literally just decided to one. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you guys recommend? Do you guys have your recommendations for next week? Or I think so. I think so. <laughs> I'm always. I think uh, me and Dominic are the same there. I think we're always debating. We we, we bring it down to a couple of albums yeah. we want to choose, and we kind of see what happens, and really see what, what 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 happens in our own heads. I feel like that's always, like, on the back burner. Like, I'm always really prepared with everything else, mm-hmm. and then I forget, like... I have, like, three albums floating around my head. Yeah, that yeah I me too. Recommending. I have I'm two like, artists. I'll pick one. And I can't decide which album from either artist to pick. But, yeah, go ahead if you got yours. Um, uh, I think... I think I'm gonna recommend another 2020 album. 
Okay. Cool. And, I need those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's gonna be um, "Circles" by Mac Miller. Uh, oh. Yeah. It was released posthumously after his death. Um. Give me a little background that, on Mac Miller because I know I've heard the name, but I don't know. He, I mean, he's he's a rapper, mm-hmm. like R and B ish sort of guy. I don't really know what songs you would even. I I don't know if you'd know any songs from him really, but Which is yeah. Fine. yeah. He he overdosed on um, heroin, I believe, or or some sort of opiate. Okay, uh, yeah, he was uh, he was dating Ariana. Yeah, Grande. he was dating Ariana Grande for a while. For a while. Oh, okay. Um, and I, like I, like, I said I know I know the name, but mm-hmm. I don't. I like most of his music. I like his album before this, Swimming. Um, but I think this is an interesting album um, because I find it to be one of the best posthumous releases from an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no Skins. And it's... it's <laughs> Don't bring up Skins, man. Um, yeah, up there with Black Star by David Bowie, yeah. um, which I might also recommend at some point. But uh, yeah, uh, Circles by Mac Miller. Listen to it. I'm gonna. Um, Alright, I think I've decided. Um, I'm gonna go, and then we discussed this a little bit. I don't know if it was amongst ourselves or if it was on the podcast, but I, I didn't know if it was, like, quote-unquote legal to uh, <laughs> to recommend a soundtrack, but I think we oh, decided yeah. it's fine. Yeah, anything um, that is, like, the length of, like, an album. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to recommend the soundtrack from a very bad movie, but had a really great soundtrack to me, and that was Judgment Night. Mm. It was a fusion. Most, if not all, of the tracks on there are a fusion between a rap group and a either metal or, or hard rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Faith No More song on there with uh, Booyah Trad. Um, there is uh, Biohazard and uh, who did they do that song with? They did the song Judgment Night, and it was Biohazard, who's a heavy metal band, and why can't I think of the band they did it with, the rap group they did it with. Anyway, um, I love most of the songs on that album. I find it very um, just interesting and cool sounding, and it was like part of my CD collection that I would pop in my you know car stereo a lot. So that's you know kind of a small taste of the background I have with this, and. Uh, the movie was weird. It wasn't very good. It had Dennis Leary in it. <laughs> um, yeah. But the movie... I wouldn't suggest the movie. I mean, if, you, if you're bored in quarantine and want to see a weird movie, go right ahead. But um, the soundtrack was, yeah, it was the main thing for me. And it was... I think I just think it's super interesting. And uh, I think you should give it a listen. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, Mac Miller, Circles... And various artists' Judgment Night soundtrack. Yes. Um, I don't even know how. Do your homework. Listen to that if you want to. You know, uh, be if you want to talk. If you want to listen along with us in the podcast and like know what we're talking about, or you get an F, or you yeah you get an F. You fail. (laughs) You fail all your classes. You get an F from all of us, Professor Dan. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, see you guys next time, I guess. See you next time. Stay safe.